Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is from a headline titled, My Patient Got COVID Twice. So now the, these memes keep reemerging. The, they're building a story or it's either they're building a story that doesn't make sense based on anything we've ever been taught about infectious disease or they're throwing everything out there to see which narrative they want to pick up on. But this one, you agree with that? I do. I think part of it, not to divert, but is making people so confused and uncertain that it makes them more controllable and more mobilizable. This goes right to some of the Twitter exchanges I've been having over this issue. So So a lot of our people tweeting back saying, okay, so if you can get it twice then there's no such thing as herd immunity. And first of all, it's like, I can't imagine that you could ever get it twice. You get it, the whole basis of all vaccinations, my kids have gotten 48 vaccinations each. The whole thing is that the whole thing about all the vaccines has always been that you develop immunity. And the actual weakness in vaccines is that they may, you may lose that immunity over time, but naturally acquired immunities are lifelong and you can even get boosters. So you get a chicken, you get the chicken pox as a kid and then your kids get chicken pox and you're just constantly exposed to it. And that's why people didn't used to get shingles as much as they get now. So there's always, there's all this body of information. It's, it is this, the germ theory and we've been taught it and we behave accordingly. Now with this thing, they're bringing out all these speculations and there's no proof of any of it. And they could just do, if science is real, then they need to do studies. And I'm going to tell you four assumptions that are driving this crazy response and that they are absolutely not proven in double blind controlled studies, which is the scientific standard. And these are that asymptomatic people can infect other people. An article I read today was that two and a half people are expected to be infected by every asymptomatic person. And the idea of asymptomatic viral shedders is not proven. And then another They also article, talk about pre-symptomatic spreading it. Pre-symptomatic. They well, even say what, yeah. it's the most yeah. contagious, I think, either in pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic. Well, pre-symptomatic would mean that you had a viral load big enough to spread, but not big enough to make you sick. So here's the thing. Here's the basic problem. A disease is something that it's a sickness. An infectious disease is supposedly a microbe makes you sick and you can infect other people with it. And the way that it's Koch's postulates, how you do that is you take a healthy person, you take a sick person, you purify the virus from their stuff, you give it to a healthy person, and the healthy person gets that sickness. That is not happening here. Other things are also happening. So they're saying that 40% of COVID infections are asymptomatic. And I would say, or somebody tweeted, and it sounds right, that's just a false positive. How can you tell the difference between an asymptomatic person with a positive and a false positive? You can't. And that that also lends to this idea that there's really no correlation between the tests and the disease. 
And the tests are this PCR test, which just takes fragments of DNA, which could be old, could be, if you don't have a purified virus, you can't even be sure that you've identified the correct DNA or that that DNA is unique to COVID-19 coronavirus, not other coronaviruses. There's 60, 70 coronaviruses that are in circulation that get us sick. Now they're not hundred, every single DNA segment is not unique in those. These are real things. Okay. There's uh, three other things that are just the basics. Transmission is air and surface borne with any significance. That is, there's dispute on that. Masks prevent the spread. There's no evidence to prove that. And, and Fauci himself, on that note, back in March, in his 60 Minutes interview, I don't know if you saw this, but he's talking about masks and he's saying, there's no need to wear a mask if you're outside in public. If anything, you touch your face more and it's more likely to, to spread the disease than anything else. The mask is specifically only for people who work in the hospital. Like he said that and then he completely said the opposite a few months later. The World Health Organization also has some very hard to click through to guidelines on mask usage. Plus, I tweeted an article I might have mentioned last week from 2015 saying that there are no studies about the effect that proving the efficacy of masks, even surgical masks in a surgical environment. So there's some surgeons who won't wear a mask because it's inconvenient yeah. and there's absolutely no evidence that it doesn't make it worse because what it could actually do is accumulate the water droplets so they drop down into the patient rather than airborne and disperse. Like there are counter theories. So that's why you need proof. Yet when I ask people for proof, they make fun of me. So, so I had, uh, someone made a funny tweet that showed himself in a, a mask, uh, smoking a bong and then blowing the smoke out. And he says, smoke goes with your air, just like viruses, as they say, it's the same kind of transmission. So clearly this did not stop any smoke whatsoever. I've proven this false. So, uh, a person responds efficiency of the myriad, uh, N95 mask efficiency is 95%. Your kind of masks are low. And I said, hey, do you have a study for that? And we went back and forth, went back and forth. No, no, no. And then he said, well, I'll try to find a study that says, that proves masks don't work as advertised. And I said, I don't, I don't want a study that proves to they prove don't negative. work. Yeah, and that's another thing. And I, I was like, you're going to be hard-pressed for that. I said, I want a study that proves that they do work. I want a study that proves that they do work. I want a study that proves that asymptomatic people spread it. I want a study that proves that airborne spreads it. I want a study that proves that the PCR test is... See, that proves that the PCR test is correlated with the disease. I mean, it's all a bunch of nonsense. And these people who want to suggest that they that we adhere to science. So at the end of that whole Twitter thing, somebody else was absolutely tweaked and tweeted at me because I said, I just want the stuff. I just want the science. I just want the science. Tweeted at me. Just to be clear, do you or do you not believe that masks stop the spread of COVID? Like somebody was bullying me into saying, you know, like, like, did so you see get you on the record? us that vi the cop video did. Dean tweeted us the cop video of a chick show, saying to the cops, do black lives matter? And he's saying all lives matter. Do black lives matter? All lives matter. So this guy just wanted me to trap myself yeah. by saying, I do or do not believe 
believe, believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's faith. This, this it's is, believe. Yeah, this I know it. If it's proven, I will know it. Indivisible and the other activist groups, they train in this type of questioning. They say corner people, get them on the record so you can then use it against them later. And they train in this kind of abusive bullying type question questioning always always in a way that they are going to use it against you they're going to be so i being experienced don't respond at all like i can't i will not respond i won't feed into that at all but i used to i mean it's very easy to just fall for that there it is quite effective yeah so then and did i also mention that the uh two other things that maybe were from last week but they're relevant the, that the president of the bulgarian pathology association said no one has died of covid not one person died of the coronavirus that didn't die of the other thing yeah yeah i, I like I, that yeah. i'm sure that's true and did i tell you last week about carrie mullis the nobel prize winner did i tell you that on the air i don't the guy who recall. invented the pcr test i don't know i can't recall yeah, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, he invented the PCR test. He wrote the foreword to the Peter Duesberg book, Inventing the AIDS Virus. And he claimed unequivocally that this does not, that the PCR test cannot measure infectious disease. Cannot. This well, is the guy who won the Nobel Prize for creating the PCR test. Cancel him. He's dead. Get, oh, He's is he been, dead? He's been canceled. Bring him back from the dead. Cancel him. <laughs> what Anyways, this is, is intentional confusion. Yeah. They are intentionally throwing a bunch of information out that conflict and contradict, and it keeps people just in a whirlwind. Yes. And this, the more confused the public is, the more uncertain the public is, the more power the so-called authorities and experts have to influence them to do whatever they ask without question. That's and, what's going on here. It's and the more political it is. Yes, more the more yes. left and right it is. Exactly. So Fauci said that they want to do pool testing. Okay, pool testing. God. So at one point, the CDC said they expect that the number of infections is 10 times what Johns Hopkins is saying. So if Johns Hopkins says 3 million, they're saying it's 30 million, which means 10% of the people are infected. Now, what Fauci is suggesting is that we do pool testing where you take 25 samples you combine them and then you test it. And if it comes back positive, then you go back and test the individuals. It sounds ridiculous to me, but whatever. Anyway, if you do that and you have a 10% infection rate, then every single group of 25 people basically is going to come back positive. And if they don't, with their record of how they parse information, they could 20, they could multiply by many, many times the number of positives if they're pooling it and every pooled sample gets a positive. So do you understand what I'm saying? They want to save tests. They want to get more and whatever. So do they want to save tests or they just want to get more positives? Well, that's what I'm saying. And they're supposed, you know, a real scientist would never count those positives at all, but these guys would, I bet. And Burks points out that this is what she said, which I just blew my mind. Burke says that we have gone from 1,000 tests a day to 500,000 tests a day in less than three months. <laughs> so that would be basically end of April, beginning of May. They've gone, they've had 500 times the number of tests a day. Yeah. No wonder the cases are going up. You, the cases could, could in fact be plummeting. 
But with that kind of testing, it would be skyrocketing. Yeah, and if you say that, if you say, of course the numbers are going to go up because they're testing more people, they just they say you're crazy and you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, and then Fauci also said that the, or maybe it was Burke, said the level of virus in asymptomatic people is the same as the level of virus in symptomatic people. So how do they think that this virus causes disease? Wait, it's say, the say that again. Thing. She said she, she thinks this, what? I think it was Fauci who said it that the level of virus in asymptomatic people is the same as in symptomatic people. So the virus is raging in the system of somebody who has symptoms, but is also raging in the system of somebody who doesn't have symptoms. That doesn't make any sense. No, it would make sense if the PCR tests are completely inaccurate and and measure a tiny fragmentary portion of uh, the same or similar DNA. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Monday, so I'm a little foggy headed on all this. But it can I get just you foggy throw... headed because it does nothing but contradict one statement I after the to next. Throw some of it out there because it's just. Um, it's coming fast and furious. And you, you know what the, all this is causing, yeah. all of these positive tests? It's just putting a stress on the hottest job in America right now, contact what? tracer. They're, they're stressed <laughs> out. The resources are thin because they just can't keep up with everybody. And I saw an article that was talking about contact tracing course, what it's like, the kind of things you might learn in a contact tracing course. And an example of a question that a contact tracer might ask someone that they call or I guess go to, go to the door of is they say, would you be willing to look at your calendar or phone or social media to help jog your memory about what you did this past week? Okay, so tell me about what you've done. Just a random person. Oh my gosh. Who you're telling your like private you're on information the to. Like you're on the stand? Kind of, like you're on the stand. That's what it sounds like. And then an- <laughs> another example is this. To use another example from the course, Say the case went to choir practice. The case is the person, the, <laughs> the target, I guess. Say they went to choir practice with five other choir members the day before symptoms appeared. The tracer needs to learn who the singers were, plus any other information such as phone numbers that the case can provide. This could take a while to dig out. And then the contact tracer next calls, the next calls go to all those contacts and pouring them to all self-quarantine for 14 days. So I'm going to go to your choir practice, get the names, phone numbers, addresses, anything you can, anything you can tell me about. It's like uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Give me all the information you know, yeah. and we're going to contact Here's them. Here's the underlying assumption that people who are in favor of this make. The underlying assumption is that whoever's organizing this is, is goodwilled and rational. So I was saying this at the yeah. disappearing patron party about when I was talking to Bellamy and I just had this aha moment. He's like, but why? Why? Because he's not really particularly a conspiracy theorist. And he's uh, like, but why would they do this? Why would they crash the system? And I was like, well, bailouts, yada, yada. But it occurred to me that asking that question insinuates that they are, that they, the big they, capital T, they are rational and and act in good faith, which they will not, they, Big T, will not 
allow us, they, they deny real economics, give and take, supply and demand, market clearing, all of that. They will, they argue against the simple self-evident logic of economics, of true free market economics. They argue against that because they say we're not really rational. Now, I, I, it doesn't matter because on net, the irrationality just nets out. And besides, I think they are rational and rationality doesn't even matter. It's just practicality. It's just what they actually do, which was Mises, like uh, one leg of a stool. Anyway, but I, I don't want to get into all that except for that this idea that 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 we are not rational. So we have to... We are, but we have all the information. We have market clearing. It would all work if only we were rational. That they're going to take a much inferior system, which would be central control and trying to figure out what is really good for us, what we would rationally choose if we were rational, what, um, what options are open to us, all the transaction costs, all of that stuff and figure out the right answer because simply based on the fact that they are more rational. But you would have to assume that they are rational and that they are acting in good faith. And I would say, just basic, you know, things that we know, such as power corrupts. I mean, that's been proven. That's not just an adage. Power corrupts. People act worse. That they pursue the power for that reason. And there are, what if they have truly bad motives, just like self-serving motives, which if they are rational, then they're not, that means they're not altruistic. They're not going to do this stuff for us. If they're really rational, they're going to use all their power and influence to do stuff that benefits them. So, and then there's the whole question of the the kind of occult stuff, the stuff that's behind the scenes, the stuff that goes to these weird, all-powerful megalomaniacs. Anyway, I don't mean to go on and on, but <laughs> that is my thing. No, I'm just saying that if you have contact tracers, you have to believe that everything these people are doing is both rational slash necessary, that it's effective, that it's efficient, and that they are doing it in good faith, that it can't go wrong later. They're not collecting this for later. It's it's just amazing to me that anybody is going to err on the side of that when when you don't even probably know an unusually high number of people who are seriously ill. Yeah, I would say that they don't, act, in my opinion, they don't act in good faith. They Well, they <laughs> might act in good faith if it benefits them to act in a way that comes out to be good faith for others. But I think that they probably use the public as pawns, is my perception. And I have one more thing to say about that contact tracing course right after this. Hey, what's up, guys? With the world as crazy and unpredictable as it currently is, the time to start living a truly sustainable lifestyle, a lifestyle of rugged independence, is right now. And Neighbors Feed and Seed has everything you need to help you do just that. Small engine repair, garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feed, chicken feed, premium pet food. Neighbors has it all. And right now, they want to give Propaganda Report listeners an opportunity to try one of their new products, Southern Nights CBD Oil, at a 20% discount. So go to NeighborsFeedandSeed.com or visit the store in person if you live in the Smyrna area and use the promo code PROPREPORT, that's one word, all caps, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-O-R-T, and you'll get 20% off of your CBD oil purchase. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Neighbors Feed and Seed is a fantastic business ran by friendly, knowledgeable, liberty-minded people who bend over backwards to help their customers in any way that they can. Check it out. I promise you, you're going to love it. 
I want to make a quick correction. The promo code for the CBD oil is PROP, all caps, for a 20% discount. And the promo code for the starter seed pack is PROP REPORT, one word, no spaces, all caps, for that 10% discount there. And also, Neighbors has some exciting news as they have launched their farmer's market this past Saturday, the Neighbors Community Market, which will be ongoing on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. They'll have a produce stand, lots of vendors there, should be a whole lot of fun. Okay, so I told you about the choir practice that they're going to go find the phone numbers. And when they get the phone number of someone who was at choir practice, they call in and they would say something like this. Last Saturday, it's a stranger. It's a stranger calling. Hey, Monica, I'm a stranger. Last Saturday, you were, you were at choir practice. Don't ask me how I know. I just know. You came into contact with someone who has covid that that's uh. that's what you call and tell. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do about it? So well, you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days, is what they will tell you. But so how long until we hear stories about random people just calling up other random people or people they don't <laughs> like and saying, "Hey, last Saturday you were at choir practice." Because if you get their schedule, you're like the girl, the girl is after your guy. Turns out you have a violent case of COVID. <laughs> you have to stay away from your girlfriend for. Three to four weeks. Oh, my gosh. That could really wreak havoc on teen dating. Yes, it could. I mean, you could just call everybody. Just really mess with everybody in your gym class or your homeroom. Of course, if you have to be in school to do that, maybe that's why they're going. But I mean, they kids do are getting around. They could do that to each other. They could say, oh, you're how do you get put your friend up to calling the guy and saying Jenny has the has the Rona. Yeah. Now you got to do is start that rumor. And people will freak out. Funny. (laughs) (sighs) So the Redskins today announced that they're changing their name and they're dropping their logo after 87 years, the Redskins. And this is not just a name change. If that's an offensive name to people, then it doesn't bother me if it's changed. But this is just a continuation of the symbol destruction that we're seeing. Absolutely. Yes, totally. It's about submission, in my opinion. It's not. I, I seriously doubt that the people who are behind a lot of this push to get the statues ripped down, to change all the names of the Braves, the Cleveland Indians, all these other organizations, really are offended by it. I think that they're after power and they're showing who will submit. And they're not going to say, great job, we're happy now after it's over. They're going to say, well, it took you too long. And if you mess up again, we'll call you out again because we know that you will submit. And this is about force and control and the organizations that continue to kowtow, it's going to, you're not going to win by doing that. You are not going to win. Now, if it's really racist and you really want to change it for the right reasons, that's fine. But bowing down to this cancel yourself or whatever stuff that's going on is unbelievable. The reason I don't think, I, I mean, yeah, that of the ones that might be offensive, I can see how that one is, but uh, somebody tweeted at me, that there was something called the Dakota Fighting Sioux, I believe. And the reservations, people on the reservations there voted two to keep the name. And it was changed anyway. I, I've Did seen that. Yeah, there's that? a lot of names of minor league teams and stuff and hockey yeah. teams that come off Here's very... Here's the thing. It, if you're going to destroy history, you're all... And like, say the Braves, if they want to do away with the Braves. The Braves... I mean, the reason people named their teams after those people, cultures, tribes, whatever, was 
because they were emulating them, they thought they were fearsome, which is was something that was a characteristic that they wanted to convey. So you can continue to respect that proud history. I'm not saying the Redskins has to be the way to do it, but the you know the Braves. I mean, I can't. It's a dumb looking logo, but the but the name is good. And I just I feel like it is about destroying history, all history. Now, we should probably go and look and see how much black history they're destroying. So if you de- destroy all the Confederate stuff, you're also destroying the history of slavery. Yeah. Which is a good reminder to have mm-hmm. both as, uh, you know, it's humbling to think of that national history like that. And we don't want it to happen, you know, people to slide into thinking that bad decisions made now will be forgotten in the future. So... I think it goes both ways. I had some funny responses of what they should call it. I, my favorite so far is the plutocrats. Yeah. And um, someone, so, but what it really is going to be probably, they said it was going to have military connotations. So they're thinking the warriors, but some clever lawyer social went Social justice in and, warriors, the Washington social justice Oh, warriors. nice. That's a good one. My favorite one. Works for both yeah, parties. Yeah, the best one that I saw was trending last night on Twitter. It's people making fun of it. It said the Washington Foreskins. I invented that. No, I didn't do the trend, but I came up with that independently because someone said it should be just change red to potato. And I said, well, if it's in D.C., change potato to four. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't see that, but it was definitely asking for it. I think for they, sure. Yeah, they could go all out and just be Washington Black Lives Matter. That could be the... Yeah, somebody else suggested the rednecks. The Washington rednecks. Or uh, Trump supporter suggested the orange skins. The Washington lobbyists. How about that? That was on somebody tweeted that at me. Yeah. People were tweeting some clever ones, but I like the plutocrats. It does have a nice ring to one. it. Washington assholes. The Potomac that... plutocrats. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. it. I it's like just, it a lot. It's, it, the, the fans are going to be super disappointed and they're not going to get any, they're going to benefit in zero ways from this, in my opinion. The Washington Redskins are. Well, now, if and they, it was such a beautiful, now that was a beautiful logo. It was. That's a beautiful logo. It's a good looking and uniform. It was and they're going to keep the colors. A Native though, American. So. But they, who cares about the colors? Had they changed designed, this yeah. of their own what? volition? instead of being bullied into submission to doing it, then it could probably have a beneficial effect, I think. I don't think it will in this case. I think it's going to kind of backfire. Because people will resent it and consider it a symbol of of conflict and Submission. Bullying. Yeah, I think. <sighs> yeah, I hope they what don't change saying? the Braves' name. I'm not, I don't know what they'll change. Not that they're going to play again ever. I don't know, but... They might play right. again. Hey, I was thinking of something. First what? of all, did you have something else on masks? No, other than Trump wearing a mask this weekend, this past weekend, when yeah, he went to the military hospital. And he was a military hospital. They, they had the photo of him looking fierce in the mask, and he said he looked good in it, like the Lone <laughs> Ranger. You know, I I was surprised that he was did a photo op like that. that. I was also surprised when Kemp did a photo op. They're... Maybe the, the, the white face of Trump versus the, the black mask of Joe Biden. I still think that still is there in, in the way that people on both sides are reacting. But by Trump wearing that mask, if he continues to do it, then he's signaling to people it's time to wear a mask. Uh, maybe, although I thought another interpretation might be that by going to the military hospital and doing that, that he will only bend his knee to the warrior class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's, and yeah, that, that we must worship the military was my, I, I just felt like, ugh. anyway, not very articulate in my outrage today. <laughs> I don't, I try not to be outraged. I think the outrage thing is overblown. Occasionally I do get outraged, but that's just more probably. Oh, I did have something about masks. Some Americans refuse to wear masks. Rules, fines, and free masks will change that, experts say. And the article goes on to say there's a sizable minority of Americans who are skeptical about wearing masks. Evidence in the number of viral videos showing shoppers flouting the mask rules. So they're playing into the idea that if you don't wear a mask, you're crazy and violent, probably. And then it goes on to say that Republican governor out of Texas, Greg Abbott, said that face coverings are the only way to avoid another shutdown. And then they can they compare the mask to traffic regulations just as speeding and drunk driving are dangerous to other people, not wearing a mask in a pandemic is reckless in the same way. And they give you how officials, they say, how can officials get more people to wear masks? And they're taking their information from a University of Pennsylvania professor and co-director of what is called the Behavior Change for Good Initiative. I it, This reminds me of an article I read recently, which did not draw the parallel, but the parallel is obvious about the anti-smoking campaign. I did quit smoking because it became virtually impossible to smoke. Yeah. And and they employed all of those techniques. They reference smoking in this article. Here's oh, a couple really? yeah, here's a couple Including of Including false science. Yeah. Because they make it about other people. They make the mask about other people, not you. Mm-hmm. Whereas and secondhand smoke was not validated by studies. So here's how they say they're modeling it in the Cincinnati system. They're doing this in Cincinnati. And it's their enforcement strategy. In that system, the health inspectors respond to complaints. So people are complaining, and then health inspectors respond like some sort of police force, I guess, by approaching the unmasked individual and asking, would you like a mask? Would you like a mask, sir? Oh, my God. Would you like a mask, sir? And then they give them the free mask. You get a free mask. It's free. Most of the time, they say people comply with the rule. But if they don't, the health inspector issues them a $25 fine. Wow. Yeah. And they say- Oh, really? So it's not- Wow. That's messed up. It is messed up. But they say the hallmark of an effective campaign- to get these mask resistors to give in is that you have to educate the people. You have to show them the evidence that wearing a mask can. Oh, what is it? It says you can Does it help. Click through to it? You can help protect others from getting the virus by wearing a mask. The Does new, it say where the evidence is? Does no, it help you with that at all? It just no says links? new research suggests that wearers may also be helping protect themselves and that the message should be made clear across the nation, especially from our trusted politicians, doctors, and religious leaders. Number two. Oh, well, I want to yeah, talk about that. The rules, government needs to mandate it. And they need to provide clarity on this confusing topic to help motivate people. And they need to give businesses incentive to help with the enforcement. And then number three is the free offer. Get your free mask, making them freely available to reduce the excuses for not wearing them helps to de-escalate the enforcement problems. Even though we couldn't even make enough masks for Americans a few months ago, but now we're going to give them away free. Yeah. And they don't even have to work. That was the thing. That's funny. (laughs) Like in California. So I want to give a shout out 
And then I don't think I have time to tell you about my experience at Mass. So it was a very, very significant moment in my kind of view of faith. Uh, to, so maybe we'll talk about it on page 15. Let's talk about it on page 15. So I want to give a shout out, though, to Jared. I'm going to read his last shout out from last month. It's despite Corona and three locations canceling on us because of Corona, Childerberg continued in central Texas without a hitch. We raised $600 for free Ross and had a great time camping out at the lake, meeting online friends in person and continuing the legend of Childerberg. If you're interested in going to Childerberg three, follow us on Twitter at Childerberg or go to Childerberg.com. I'm pretty excited about this because I saw what the meetup. It's a lot of work. It's uh, to try to get people to, you know, to get together with people. Childerberg is kind of centrally located. I mean, to the extent that Texas is just equally far away from everybody. But I'm excited about this. And I think it's a great service these guys are putting out there. So thank you, patron saint Jacob. And I am very excited about next That's great. When is when is yeah. Childerberg three again? It's it was in April last year. I don't this year I don't know. I think it's usually I just I don't know. It was the same weekend as the Libertarian Convention and a Stones concert, which I was gonna go to in Austin. I mean I had tickets. I was definitely going. And then uh it all got shut down. So well they didn't get shut down, but my other uh plans in Austin got shut down. So I could not go. I love that name, Childerberg. It's cool. I name. know it's gonna it definitely gonna be fun. So yeah, let's. Uh, I'll tell you my thing on the page fifteen. All right, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a drive time news blast and that we do on a regular basis, you can go to Propaganda Report. Or you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.